Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you doing today, my friends? How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did last week? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, I want to ask you, are you still keeping up with your medications? Are you still getting them delivered? Are you cleaning the pill bottles and the boxes before they come into your home? Are you doing that? Very important. Just as important as taking the medication is making sure that you disinfect the bottles and the boxes before you bring them into your home. It's very important. Are you keeping up with your doctor visits? They're still doing the virtual visits. And I think, like I've said before a hundred times, I think that's the greatest thing since iced tea, these virtual visits. I'm taking care of doctor's visits. I just got out of the hospital, like I told you last week. This past week, I had six doctor visits. Six. Out of the six, I only had to go to a doctor's office one time. The other five were all virtual. I never left my kitchen table. It was wonderful. And I'm getting the same care as if I was there. I mean, they're, they're, looking, at, they're looking at the wounds that I have on my arms. They're looking at the wounds that I have on my body. And they're taking care of it right there. They can see it. And the fact that my wife is a nurse and we have blood pressure machines at home and oxygen sensors and stuff like that. They're getting all the vital signs right from a nurse. And even you, you can go out and you can buy a blood pressure cuff. They're not that expensive. You can buy an oxygen sensor. It's not that expensive. You can get it right off of Amazon if you wanted to. And you can do your own vital signs. These virtual visits are phenomenal. And I hope they continue. And I have a notice here from Medicare that they are going to continue, at least for the near future, which is a good thing. So are you still doing your rehab? Have you gone back to rehab? Some rehabs have reopened already. Some are still doing it by uh, virtual visits. Some are coming to the house. Now, in my case, I now have a PT coming to the house, and I also have occupational therapy coming to my house. So that's something you might want to look into, too. Because now they're back up and they're back running like that. But you have to keep working. You have to keep working on your health. You have to keep focusing on your health. You are in charge of your health. Not the doctors, not the nurses, not the hospitals. It's you. You're the primary caregiver for your, your health. Remember that. Now, we got a lot to talk about today. One of the things is about flu shots because we're coming into that season. We definitely want to talk about the flu shots. We're also talking about people to see if you qualify for SSI, Supplemental Security Income. And of course, a regular topic is COVID-19 and the coronavirus. So, you know what? Let's not hesitate. Let's jump into this with two feet. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. I just want to remind you, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. We also want to invite you to join our group page on Facebook. That's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash 
disabled living. Go over there, join in. There's conversations going on. Maybe you can answer a couple of questions. Maybe you want to ask a couple of questions or comment on the podcast itself. Talk about whatever you'd like. But join us over there. It's a nice little group and it's growing each day. We got two new members yesterday. So join us. Have some fun. And I want to let you know what's coming up over the next few weeks. We have a big interview with Lisa from the Ataxia Group. Uh, There's big going-ons there. Uh, They're going up to see a couple of senators in Florida. And we're going to have an interview with Lisa on that day. We also are going to have, we also have an interview coming up with the two sisters, Kayla and Shannon, who wrote the book, Scotty on the Space Station. And we have another book that we're reviewing named, it's titled Gone. It's by Linda Olson. And we're going to be interviewing her in October. This is named one of the best memoirs of 2020 by Parade Magazine. So we have a lot coming up. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you tune in, you listen up, you download the podcast so you know the dates that these things are happening. We're going to keep you appraised as they come about. Okay, let's move on here. When a person becomes disabled, their first big worry is usually their health. Their second big worry is always money, finances. How are they going to take care of their family? How are they going to take care of putting a roof over their head, paying their bills? We all know Social Security, it's great that it's there, but barely, barely it makes ends meet. Well, did you know that you may qualify for supplemental security income with Social Security? It's something. Well, there's a notice out this week from Darlinda Bogle, the Assistant Deputy Commissioner for Social Security. And she writes, We pay monthly supplemental security income, or SSI, to people with disabilities who have low income and few resources, and to people who are age 65 and older without disabilities who meet financial limits. Income is money you receive, such as wages, Social Security benefits, and pensions. Income also includes things like food and shelter. The amount of income you can receive each month and still get SSI depends partly on where you live. Resources are things you own, including real estate, bank accounts, cash, stocks, and bonds, which you which we count in deciding if you qualify for SSI. You may be able to get SSI if your resources are worth $2,000 or less. A couple may be able to get SSI if they have resources worth $3,000 or less. If you own property that you're trying to sell, you may be able to get SSI while trying to sell it. We will not count the economic impact payments, also known as the Coronavirus Stimulus Payments or the CARES Act payments as income for SSI. These payments will also not count as resources for 12 months. You can learn more about qualifying for SSI by reading our publication, Supplemental Security Income. If you're an adult with a disability intending to file for both SSI and Social Security Disability Insurance, you can apply online for both benefits at the same time if you 
one, are between the ages of 18 and 65, two, have never been married, three, aren't blind, four, are a U.S. citizen residing in one of the 50 states, District of Columbia, or on the Northern Mariana Islands, and five, haven't applied for or received SSI benefits in the past. We are here for you, and you can find more information on our website. That's www.ssa.gov forward slash benefits. That's www.ssa.gov forward slash benefits. Now, here's a reminder from Medicare. You know, this is that time of year with flu shots and the flu, and you want to make sure that you're covered. So they put out this little reminder. It says flu shots coverage. It says don't wait to get the flu shot. You can get the flu shot at many places, including your doctor's office and your local pharmacy. Contact them for details. If you have a Medicare Advantage plan, contact your plan. Most places accept Medicare Advantage plans. Stay safe. Your doctor and pharmacies are working hard to keep you safe and socially distanced. Remember, wear your mask when you get your shot. Note, your doctor or other healthcare provider may recommend you to get services more often than Medicare covers, or they may recommend services that Medicare doesn't cover. If this happens, you may have to pay some or all of the costs. Ask questions so that you can understand why your doctor is recommending these certain services and whether Medicare will pay for them. You can always check with Medicare if you go on the Medicare.gov site or go to the www.ssa.gov site and click on Medicare. And you can see what's covered and what's, what's not covered. But the flu shots are covered. So whether you get it at the doctor's office or at your local pharmacy, they're covered. Remember that. And this, that's important, especially this year. Now, rushing out for other shots, I don't know about that, but the flu shot, the pneumonia shot, very important to get. So, keep yourself covered. Again, you're the primary caregiver for your health. You're the one in charge, not the doctors, not the hospital, not the nurses, you. So, you make the decision whether or not you want to get those shots. And if you're smart, you will. All right, let's move on here. Let me tell you something. Here in New York, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio are like a bowl of condoms at a lesbian bar. Completely useless. As if 2020 hasn't been a big enough cluster fornication. (laughs) Now, they've instituted the the one-use plastic bag ban to begin October 19th. Well, it was supposed to start in March, but they were brought to court to get an injunction against it. They had it, and the court passed it. Now it starts October 19th. So now we're faced with we're going to have to buy reusable shopping bags or pay $0.05 for every paper bag we take from the store. Where does that $0.05 go? To the government? For what reason? I mean, all right, it's only $0.05, but multiply that by... Tens of thousands, even a million. Where does the, what's the five cents for? What is it going to do? Is it going to be like the tax on cigarettes? It just disappears into the government black hole? 
I don't understand that. I don't understand why we have to get rid of the single-use bags, especially now during a pandemic, where we could take them, use them, get the food to our house, and dispose of these plastic bags properly. I don't understand why we have to go through using reusable ones, because now that opens us up to spreading the virus even more. Because now we have to clean those bags. Look at the facts. You bring home groceries. You have groceries delivered to your house. Before you put the groceries in your house, you're cleaning those groceries with bleach wipes. You're cleaning down the boxes and the bottles and what have you before you put them on your shelf. Now you have the reusable bags. All those boxes and bottles were in those bags. So now when you empty the bags out and clean all the products, now you have to clean the bags. And now you're going to have to store the bags somewhere. Me personally, I, I won't store them in my house. I'll store them in my garage, but they're not, they're not coming in my house. If I, if I didn't have a garage, I'd be putting them in a shed. And if you don't have a garage or a shed or you live in an apartment, then what? I guess you, have, you, you really, number one, you really have to clean the place. You, you have to clean the bags. You have to clean the shopping bags. If you're one of those people that use the cloth bags, you should be washing them after each use. This is nothing to play with. This is just another way to spread this virus. And I know you're going to get people out there to say, well, we're going to save the planet. Sure, you're going to save the planet and kill the people that are living on it. But this is what we have to do. You have to take care of yourself, take care of your family. It's very, very important. Make sure you take these steps to protect yourself and protect your family. And make sure when you are cleaning these bags that you're wearing the protective gear, the, the latex gloves and the face mask and the glasses. You don't want anything to splash on you. Take the precautions. Better to be safe than sorry. That's what I say. That's my belief. But I just wanted to share that with you. It, these are things that, like, I don't even take, I don't even wear my shoes in my house anymore. I take my shoes off, or my shoe, off in the garage on the top of the ramp. And I come in barefoot, or not barefoot, but I have a sock on, or I have a, a slipper inside the door that I wear in the house. But I don't, I don't wear the shoes that I wear outside inside the house, just because I don't want to bring anything in. It's better to be safe than sorry. That's all I'm saying. Okay? If you have any suggestions, share them with us. You can send them to me at admin at famousapple.com and we'll pass them along. Or share them on our groups page at www.facebook.com forward slash disabled living. I'd love to hear from you. And I'm sure other people would love to hear your suggestions as well. Okay? Let's move on here. In this past week, here in New York, the governor and the mayor, they decided that to help out restaurants who have been struggling through this uh, pandemic and the closure, they they are allowing them to put a surcharge on your bill if you go to their restaurant. So in other words, if you go to, your, if you go to a restaurant in, in New York, you're going to get charged for your food. In some cases, in most places now, they charge you an 18% gratuity right on the bill. And then on top of that, they're going to put their surcharge fee. What kind of, what kind of gimmick is this? First of all, this week also, they reduced benefits for people with developmental disabilities. The people with brain injuries that live in these community homes. They, they reduced 
benefits, but they're looking to increase money for restaurants and bars? Are those essential businesses? Are they doing the same thing for gift shops that close down, smoke shops that close down, soda distributors, beer distributors that closed down during the pandemic that were forced to close down? How about card shops? You know, the like... Uh, gift cards and gift shops and all of those little mom and pop shops that had to close up that went bankrupt and on top of that all these businesses had the chance to get these loans these loans that didn't have to be repaid as long as they kept their help on and you know i hear people saying well you know the you got to help them keep the keep their doors open because a lot of low-paid employees like waiters and waitresses i've never heard where we have to we have to pay extra for a business owner to stay in business. That's ridiculous. And yet the people who need it, the people who need the help with the developmental disabilities, they're getting their they're getting their benefits cut. They're getting their funding cut. So this way Charlie's steakhouse in Manhattan can stay open. Some guy that's a multimillionaire because he's he's charged three hundred dollars for hamburgers up until this year. He now he needs help, so we should pay a surcharge. I refuse. Absolutely positively refuse to go to a restaurant. Number one, I don't think it's safe. That's number one. I don't think it's safe to be inside a restaurant with the air conditioning and the heat systems and stuff like that. I don't think it's safe. But mostly, I don't want somebody sticking their hand in my pocket. I don't want to have to pay more than what I already pay when I go in there. I don't like I don't like it when they put the 18% gratuity on the bill. Because 9 times out of 10, usually when I go to a restaurant, I tip much higher. But when I see 18% put on the bill, then that's what it is. But now a surcharge? Who do they think they are? That's strong arming. That's that's robbery. And on top of that, they let these people take over city streets to open up seating out in city streets that belong to the public. They don't belong to the restaurants. They belong to the taxpayers. But they opened up restaurants on city streets. Are the taxpayers getting any kind of rebate? No. They're telling the taxpayers to pay more to go to the inside of that restaurant. That's ridiculous. I say me personally, and this is just my opinion, I wouldn't go in a restaurant if you paid me right now. And they should be paying you, besides the fact, they should be paying you to come to their restaurant. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I would rather support the little candy store in the corner that had to stay closed than to support a restaurant who, I number one, I probably couldn't have afforded to go to before the pandemic hit. And now they want me, they want us to pay more? Eh, they're out of their minds. Go on the, go on the Facebook page, the group page. Let me know what you think about this. Do you think it's fair that we're going to pay a surcharge to go into a restaurant? Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. Let me know if you think that's fair, that we should pay a surcharge to keep these overpriced, elitist restaurants open, especially in Manhattan. I don't. A place where a bar, where you go into a bar and a mixed drink can cost you $16, $17, and they want to put a surcharge on that? I don't know. Something seriously wrong with that, folks. Seriously wrong. But let me know what you think. All right, let's move on here. I want to thank you for stopping by today. And remind you, things can always be worse. No matter what, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position right now. So things can always be worse, my friends. And remember, 
as long as you're on this side of the grass looking down and not underneath it looking up, you're in good shape. <laughs> hey, remember to stop back next week. We got good stuff coming up. So you're not going to want to miss it. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. And remember this one more thing. The best medicine for anything, anything that bothers you, anything that ails you, the best medicine is laughter. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.